Welcome to this special edition of the Fins Up podcast. I am your host, Mortz, and I'm joined by my handsome colleague, Dan. Dan, we have just finished recording our uh, Rugby League Outlaws episode, but we decided... Unmissable. We decided that this was important. Um, before we go into it, we are going to plug. Shout out to everyone involved for League Outlaws. It's coming along nicely now. Puncture Media, make sure you like and subscribe to them on all their channels. ZeroTackle.com, LeagueUnlimited.com. Um, just back to Zero Tackle, Dan writes from. Make sure you read his stuff. The inappropriate t-shirt company's jumped on. And if you're going to have a bet, do it with Top Sport. But Dan, the big news breaking last night, during, after, and all day, all through the media, is Craig Fitzgibbon looks like he's going to be announced as the Sharks coach for three years. We're going to talk our pros and cons on this, our thoughts about the timing, what it means for the Sharks going forward, what we feel is going to happen with John Morris. Um, but the floor is yours. I'd like to give you the opportunity to talk about Craig Fitzgibbon, and, and then we'll talk a bit more about it. So over to you, mate. Thank you, Terry. Mate, I'm a fan of this, I've got to say. Even though I wrote something last week that said we don't need to rush into making a decision, I think the obvious answer is there, and Fitzgibbon, we've got to take it. Now, the again, the obvious rebuttal to that is he's a less experienced first-grade coach than John Morris, which is true, 100% true. He's got no games first-grade to his... Uh, resume, but this is a bloke that almost every club in the NRL has been linked to for a couple of years, and he said, no, I want to stay with the Roosters, and it looks like he's going to sign for us, so he's picked us, and you can't tell me that, I know the Warriors had a go, and I know the Tigers were in, and I think there might have been the Bulldogs as well, there there were a couple couple of other teams, and these aren't just people tweeting, oh, that'd be cool, these were official links, he had interviews and said no, so he's picked the Sharks. He comes to us highly, highly recommended. Um, he served an apprenticeship under one of the best coaches of the modern era. And I know that the Roosters have a stacked side, but they've attracted players. Every time they lose a player, they pick up a better one. That is, you know, that's in no small part down to Fitzgibbon. The Roosters setup's fantastic. If he's going to bring some ideas and some people with him, I'm all for it. Love John Morris. Feel like he may have been a bit hard done by, but this isn't a good guy competition. Craig Bellamy's not a good guy. Wayne Bennett's not a good guy. Mm. These are the most, you know, Des Hasler said, you know, he sunk clubs and moved and found success. He's not a good guy. You, you know, being a good guy can only get you so far in rugby league. It's about winning now. And I'm sick of finishing seventh or eighth. Let's take the punt. Fitzgibbon's coming. I'm all for it. I'm all for Craig Fitzgibbon coming for reasons that you have said as well. Um, yes, he hasn't coached the game of first grade. I think it speaks volumes that he was the last country coach. Now, he didn't win a game for country. I think he was 0-2. But he is the assistant coach at the Roosters, one of the best run teams. He's not going to have the same luxuries that Trent Robinson has from a billionaire backing him. But he's going to understand the professionalism. He's going to understand what makes success, what Trent Robinson did on a daily basis. Fitzgibbon would be there. You know, yeah, if, 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 Trent, if, if Trent Robinson's in the office at five o'clock, your assistant's there. Um, he's a guy, yes, Bomber played 300 games, but Fitzgibbon played about 250, played for Australia, played for New South Wales, was one of the best second rowers in the competition in his era. Um, he's played in multiple grand finals. He's going to be more of a name draw. People are going to be more drawn to Craig Fitzgibbon than John Morris. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, I don't think that's unfair to say. I don't. I don't think it's unfair to say as well. I do think Bomber has been a little bit harshly dealt with by the club, and I'd like to. I'd like to pin that at the moment, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. I'm. I'm with you in the fact that we did not need to rush the re-signing of John Morris until about round ten. You know, and I'm adamant about that. We could have given him until round ten. But what happens if we're two and eight? Because you look, you have to look at sacking him this year. If there is an obvious solution there that we feel is going to be the best person to take us forward, and we would have done all our research into this, we would have put our feelers out to see how serious he is. And as you said, the Dragons had a red hot crack at him, and he turned him down. And that's he lives in the area. He grew up supporting the Steelers, and he played in a grand final for him. He had. An interview with the Warriors. Didn't want to take his young family over there. We had a crack at him before we took John Morris on. He told us that he needed to serve a bit more of an apprenticeship. The dogs did have a go at him. The storm have sounded him out. Brad Arthur, when he was on shaky grounds at Parramatta, they had a chat to him. All these teams are having a chat to him. He's the next big coach off the ranks, and he's picked us. He's, he's knocked every other club back that's gone at him. We've gone again, and he's picked us this time. This is a massive coup for the for the Sharks. Not now, but in the future. Yeah, I think so. And there may be a year or two where you know he's got to find his feet, etc. But we're in a position now where we've got a lot of money yes. to spend. That's the that's the important part. We need we need a coach there to say, hey, Fitzgibbon's going to be the coach for the next three years, and this can't be our. He may be the coach for the next three years. He is. Yeah. You lock him in, you do it. Going back to what you said before, if we're two and eight after ten rounds, he probably tells us to go away. Yeah. Why would you want to take over a team that's two and eight and got aging stars that are coming off contracts? Now's the time where Adam Reynolds is free. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, the Bellamy link is still there. We haven't been told no. You know, there's assistant coaches coming off contract. There's players that are looking to next year already. This is the time. We've got to act now. And I'm, I'm really glad that the Sharks have done this. I don't think it would have been right to do it in the preseason because we had to give Morris the chance. If he comes out and we're five and oh, well, then we're not looking, obviously. Eh? That's not going to happen. But the fact is, we've beaten the shit teams, and we can't beat the good teams. You know, We capitulated on Saturday night. That's we it. absolutely capitulated on and Saturday that, night. And that's not on Morris, per se. But you get at a point, you start saying, well, perhaps it is. Because we can't get over that mental hurdle. Maybe a bloke comes in, Fitzgibbon, and says, hey, guys, I've won premierships. This is how you win games. You sit up and you listen. Yeah. And he's he's been around that... You know, he, he was there for the merger of the the Dragons and the Steelers, and he was part of their best team. Yeah, absolutely. Got in the grand final, scored the first try in the grand final, scored a try for the Roosters in their winning grand final. He, he's played in five grand finals, only won one, but he's been a part of two premiership winning teams as an assistant coach. Um, he's seen the fundamental setups of the Roosters, and he can bring some of that with him. He's going to be able to bring some people with him, whether it be players, whether it be off-field stuff, because he's built those relationships. He's more of a draw card to players. And he really... And all you had to do, all you have to do, is Google Craig Fitzgibbon as the coach of the country team to hear what the players have to say about him. That's very true. That, that I think, is the most important thing now, because we're not going to win the title this year. No. We're looking at next year and beyond. And you bring Reynolds in, and you sign a bloke like you know, dreaming, but Pappenhausen. And suddenly, it's a completely different outlook. But it, it's not only that as well. It's 
and and I, and I feel that Morris has been harsh because there's some stories going around that he hasn't been invited to recruitment meetings and he didn't know anything about Cam McInnes until it was all but done. And Josh Hannay turned up and he asked, who's that? And I said, it's your assistant coach. Um, and all these other things as well. But the club obviously doesn't believe that John Morris can bring that, that star player. That's it. They, they don't believe and you can't be in a situation anymore. He was there through necessity. He was never the first. No. First star choice. Flanagan, you know, did what he did, and we had to get a coach in before the season started. He knew the setup. He wasn't going to cost the world. There was no risk to his appointment, and I don't think he's done anything overly bad. We're in a better position now than we were when he took over, and I think that bodes well for him in the future. There's people online calling saying he should quit tomorrow and this and that. No, he's not that kind of guy. He'll see the season out. He'll do his best, and ultimately, he'll probably end up within the club in some. I, I, like I genuinely hope, if he's not gonna if he's if he's not gonna stay around on uh, the coaching stuff, I generally hope he goes back into the pathways. But uh, basically, from what I've heard now, is that this is this is it, and the bridge will be burnt from Cronulla's end for John Morris. Look, the, the relationship—you can't blame him. No. If he walks out, you know. I, I, I don't know. think he's gonna walk out because if there's one thing that John Morris has, it's integrity, it and he's true. had that. He's He's never in an off-field scandal. You never heard about him, you know, drinking till 3 a.m., running a, running a muck. He never indecently assaulted anyone, let alone a woman. He never took took a long suspension. Yeah, he played, he's he played 300 fun. games. I can't remember him being charged. You know what I mean? So he he is a, a, of the highest integrity, but Cronulla have made a decision that they don't feel that he is the person to take them forward. Now... The story broke today, and Michael Camus has actually gone on Channel 9 to say it's a done deal. We've come out on the front foot saying, oh, it's not actually a done deal, but we need to sit down with John Morris. I think this is just smoke from our end. Um, we're going to sit down with him and explain the situation. We're probably a little bit pissed off that it's been linked. Uh, leaked, sorry, not linked. Um, but yeah, all signs are pointing that this is the last season for John Morris. Oh, Look, do I want him to step down? I don't know. I don't know if we can get Craig Fitzgibbon out of his contract, and I don't really want to fall back to Josh Hanley. Yeah, that's a fair call. So, what do you do? You just got to hope. You, you got to hope that Bomb will stick it out. I think he will. Like you said before, he's a bloke of integrity, and I think if he leaves now, that hurts his stock. Yeah. I think if he gets his Sharks team to eight again and says, "Hey, I never miss the eight with a Sharks team that was aging and." You know, had Fafita on 800k playing for the Jets. You know, and then a halfback that shouldn't be a halfback at this level. So I think that bodes well for his future. And he's already been linked with Manly in an assistant role. And I mean, Des Hasler is making some pretty stupid decisions. So maybe maybe Hasler gets a flick and Morris finds himself sort of, you know, yeah, there well, by default. Well, Hasler's been re-signed for 12 months. And that's the interesting part for Bomber there. If he does go to Manly, he's obviously going to be there as an assistant coach. But he can also run his eye over their junior talent. And, yeah, what's well, his name? And it's, it's it's what he does best. Um, I'd love for him to stick around, but how many people are going to stick around for a demotion? I think the only person I can remember in history doing that in rugby league was Rick Stone because he loved Newcastle. Yeah, well, there you go. Like I, you know, Morris, you know, is probably synonymous with us. But I mean, he played a lot of games with the Tigers and the Eels, so probably some other teams there too. He had a bit of a journeyman career. The question I saw answered earlier, is this a Jeff Toovey to Trent Barrett situation? No. 
I can't see it going that way. I, th- I think this is a substantial no. upgrade, and we're not we're not in the top four like Manly were when they flicked Tuvi. Oh, I feel like this is a we need to act now because there's a lot of players that are asking questions. Don't forget Johnson's still off contract. Woods, Moyle, and Dugan. I don't expect Toby a whole Rudolph, lot of them to stand That's it. Those players are going to say, "Who am I going to play under next year?" And there's only so much time you could say, "Oh, we'll know in a couple of weeks." They got to know now. Yeah, you have to. I mean, if we were going to keep Morris, and and the board knew that we were going to keep Morris, it probably was a smart game to turn around and go, "Well, we're going to tell him that he's got ten weeks, and then at the end of it, regardless, we're going to reward him." But he's there. Fitzgibbon's there, and he's there for the taking. And 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 the thing is now is that he's gone out and told the Roosters that he's he's coming to Cronulla. Yeah, that's that was the big one today, and there were no denials from their end, which no. is great. As you said before, though, someone's going to pick Fitzgibbon up. Yeah. And I, I'm glad it's it looks like it's going to be us because there's some coaches there that are already like it's shaky ground. Like like like, like Maguire is on, yeah. he's dead to rights. They're, they're, no one can coach that club. They're going to go back to Fitzgibbon, who who they were in for before. You know, the Warriors' job is never secure. No. Even when they're making prelims, it's not secure. So there's that one. The dogs again. I, I don't see any way that they can move forward. And, and Hook's not a long-term coach at the Dragons. That's it. He's only there as a fix them up and move on. So there's plenty of opportunities. Fitzgibbon's going to get picked up. I'm glad it's with us. I think it's a very positive move. Now, we talk about John Morris and how he's being unfairly treated. I think some of it falls back to him. I don't understand how, in the middle of COVID, his manager, whether he acted with Morris knowing or not, has gone in and asked for double the money in a time of cost-cutting and uncertainty. But it sounds like it's a little bit petty on our end that after that's happened, we basically have cut all communication with him. How, I mean, he is our coach now, and he was our coach in the preseason as well. How do you at least not start these initial recruitment conversations with him? Because the story going around, there's two stories going around at the moment is, uh, we started negotiations with McInnes in November when we were able to and he asked for a conversation with Bomber just before Christmas and then we announced it in January so Bomber came in at the tail end of that and the other one as well is that he turned up to the club the other week and there was a recruitment meeting and all the directors and and that walked out and he said what's going on here fellas and so we just had a meeting about recruitment he asked if he should have been involved and they deadpanned him and said no that's a terrible if if either or both of those are true that that should send it look I don't like how it's, it's Morris is a very, very likable boy. Yeah. It's not like this is a guy that you want out and it's just like, oh, whatever, he's done his dust. He hasn't hurt the club in any way and even today he hasn't spoken negatively about the club. His manager really balls him yeah. with that. With that, That's put a bad taste in What, what you've said there, though, that Morris is not a bad guy, he's a fantastic guy. He is, he's honestly, as we've said, he's never put a foot wrong in rugby league and I think that's why a lot of people, like a lot of fans are sitting there going... If the Sharks are treating Morris like this, then that just speaks volumes about the club. And maybe it does, but finally our club's turned around and said enough is enough. That's good. Yeah. We've been waiting for that for a long time. Finally, finally there's some, some people in place that are turning around and going, well, we're not going to settle for this. It's taken us 50 years to win a premiership. We're five years out of our window and we don't look like we know where we're going apart from seventh or eighth. Let's kick it into gear. Let's ramp it up. Let's bring some fresh ideas in. If Fitzgibbon has to bring a whole new team with him, so be it. All our assistant coaches were only on one-year deals this year. And John Morris is on the last legs of him. So we're going to have money open for our coaching staff. Fresh staff. Um, fresh ideas, 
you know, I, I saw a ridiculous counterpoint from one of our fans going, well, all the players are going to have to change their training regimes. Oh, boo fucking who? <laughs> oh, no. They'll have to change to maybe be better. You, you pay $500,000 a year. Like, keep yourself fit, you fucking lazy prick. Yeah, it's that. that's a ridiculous. There have been some absolutely atrocious yeah, takes on Facebook and Twitter. You know, they usually come from... Well, I, 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 I didn't even... Exp- the person who said this today about the players are going to have to readjust to a new training regime, I didn't expect it to come from this person because he's normally switched on. I had to put my phone down and just have a bit of a nap. That is a terrible, terrible call. I, I, you do it. Wayne Bennett comes in and says, "Hey, you got to get to training fifteen minutes earlier." You get to training fifteen minutes earlier. That's make some of the rubbish in the Facebook. It's my fault. I, I, I have a, I've intentionally avoided Facebook. Sharks obsessed with a bit of a uh, sharks. Uh, not sharks obsessed. That's me. <laughs> yeah, well, sharks, he's, he's sharks, terrible. Sharks forever was a fucking cesspit today. Look, a lot of people like Morris. As a person, I think they mix that up with his coaching ability. Look, if we finish fourth last year, then then what we're doing now is pretty pretty you know iffy. But let, let's look at the facts. We can't beat a decent side. No, like we've beaten the Dragons. We have beaten the top eight team so far this yeah. year, but the Dragons aren't going to finish in the eight. No, they're not, and they're going to beat us next week if we play. <laughs> so you know, Probably. we got we got them in the first week, which was fantastic. Don't get me wrong, and that's something we haven't done for many many years, even under Flanagan. But we didn't set the world on fire last year. We were just better than the shit teams. And then, you know, you laugh about it. If, if you know you're not going to win a premiership, you do want to get into the finals. But you don't want that to be your outcome every year. No, we're not going to win a premiership this year, but let's make the eight. And that's all we're going to do under John Morris. We're not, we're, we're not going to get better. We're, under him, we're always going to be 6-10, to 10, maybe fluke a top four. Well, that, that, that's the argument <coughs> against this decision. Buzz Rothfield came out today and said, well, we got him to the eight with a roster that's no better than the Bulldogs, which is absolutely fucking atrocious, by the way. But so what? We got belted in the first round this year. We went to Miami and were competitive for, what, seven or eight minutes before we got blown off the park? And the year before that, I can't even remember. Making the eight's fantastic, and it's really, really funny to give people shit for teams that don't make the eight. But like as the people, Tigers. Like the Tigers. But as people counterpoint... Yeah, but you get belled in the first week of the eight. That's that, fair call. And, and let's, you know, that year that we made the eight under Bomber, we turned up to Brookvale, and that manly team that ran out was the Blacktown Workers featuring Daily Cherry Evans and Adam Fenua Blake. And we were never in that game. No, they worked us. We had, we had Morris, you know, Josh Morris firing it on the little cylinders. Yeah. Morrison was, uh, sorry, Morrison. Johnson was playing really, really well. Zeri was up. playing well. They were all turned up and they were starstruck. You know, yep. they were deer in headlights to players that had no right to beat us. And they went and got flogged the next week. So it's not like we're letting a coach go here that has the answers. And then last year, we, we could have gone into the finals with a load of momentum. Canberra turned up with their Mounties team. Now, fair enough, we rested some players as well. But we had enough talent to beat that Canberra team, and they absolutely thumped us. Now, in week one of the finals, we were all over the Raiders until Blake Braley went off, and we were devoid of ideas from that point. Our halves, unfortunately, Johnson was out, and we had Connor Tracy and Chad Townsend. But this is the thorn that has been in Morris's side, and I'm going to talk about it now. But in the preseason, he had the conversation with Matt Moylan and Andrew Fafita about medically retiring 
or moving on. And he's put his massive balls in a wheelbarrow and said to Andrew Fafita, you will not play another game for the club. You're at Newtown. If you can get a release, go. Why the fuck are you not doing that with Chad Townsend? I don't care if Braden Trindle is not better than him, but he can't be that much fucking worse than him. No, I think we're at a point where anybody but Chad will do. And I know that sounds sarcastic, but I Connor Tracy has played leaps and bounds I, I, above. I wouldn't put Connor Tracy in our halves. I think Connor Tracy's perfect role is a Mr. Fixer. But the, you cannot tell me that Braden Trindle can't go out there and do what Chad does because Chad does fuck all for us. Yeah, that's true. And Trindle's a lot younger and got a lot higher upside. Yeah. We've seen what Chad can do. Now, I guarantee you Trindle makes that tackle on Sam Walker because he doesn't want to get punked by a kid. But Chad was fucking happy to no, do it. No, Chad was too busy thinking about his beer commercials. What I've seen all day is that people, whether sarcastically or seriously, saying Chad Townsend's a premiership winning halfback. He won your premiership. He was there when we won a premiership. Ben Barber had a 15 out of 10 season. Val Holmes, every time he touched the ball, scored a try. Jack Bird, Ennis, Lewis, Gallen, and Malone. For feeder. I could have played halfback in that side and won a grand final. He was there. He had about three or four really good games and otherwise was okay that season. He wasn't terrible. I'm not going to trash that season from Chad because you can go back to 2016 and everyone was happy with the job he was doing because of the players around him. Our team's pegged back now, and now he's being exposed for his flaws. Like last night, the Roosters said that they knew that Chad was going to do 80% of the kicking, and 100% of his kicks were ineffective. Yeah. Even if they hit the ground, they were shit, because the Tedesco was picking the ball up 30 metres out. His end-over-end kicks are about as threatening as my three-year-old with a fist clenched at me. They do, no one's going to drop that. No, they're not. And Moylan's why are you got a kick. The, why, Dugan's got a kick. It's, why are you kicking the fucking ball to, to Daniel Tupo? He's six foot five and he's going to run it back as hard as he can, you I, dickhead. I didn't mind that tactic because it took him out of the second run. So oh, I saw. I don't care about the second run. But what I noticed was they kept bombing to Tupa. Yeah. Okay. He, like I said, he's six foot eleven and he's got the vertical jump of a like LeBron James. Olympic high jumper. Yeah. The boat can catch the fucking ball. We didn't think. You know what? Let's try the other wing. Harati is pretty quick and he's got a good lead. He's a lot younger and more athletic than Brett Morris. Yeah, Brett, Let's kick to him. Brett Morris is 35. He's starting to look every piece of 35 at the moment. Like, he's got more silver on his hair than fucking George Clooney. Have a go at him. They just didn't. Every kick went down the one side. Now, okay, they didn't tear us up on the ball returns, but... Hey, let's try something different. They didn't tear us up on the ball returns, but when they started getting momentum back, surely you're not going to kick it to the bloke who's making 20 metres. No, you try something different, which Chad cannot do. Going back to 2016, can't bag him for that year. Everything worked out. And yes, yes, he won a premiership. I'm thankful for that. But he's the... But fuck off! <laughs> he's the thorn. It's, it's, like, it's one of those good things. It's like when you, have the, you find a really hot girl that one time. You think, fuck, that was a good night. I'm going to do that every single week. That's not the way it happens. <laughs> Terry's over here laughing. So I'll take over. Uh, the no. year we made a prelim. Yeah. Who was the player most responsible for that? Matt Morgan. Who was the second most responsible? Valentine Holmes. There you go. Not your halfback. No. So take that side of it out of it. He wasn't terrible by any means, but he wasn't responsible. Well, you know... The, the, the other counterpoint that I'm seeing to that is, well, Flanagan kept picking him at halfback. Flanagan also re-signed his son. Mm-hmm. That was the point. And, and Flanagan re-signed Chad until the end of 2020. 
We extended him till the end of 2021 and gave him two options in his favour. That's a downside on Bomber. People are turning around saying about his attraction of talent. He brought Jesse Ramian back on half a million dollars. Jesse Ramian's not a half a million dollar centre. No, Ramian hasn't come back the player that he left. And he's come back with his chip on the shoulder and he's angry and he's hitting blokes off the ball and he's... He's just saying, I just, he's not the player he was. And don't get me wrong, I love Ramian. I'm a huge fan I'm of Ramian. I'm a huge fan. And there's a, there's a massive potential player in there. <laughs> there is. But he's just, he's not worth the money you brought him back. The, the, we didn't need a centre. And Josh Morris packed his bags and went elsewhere. Yeah, the other players that we've, the, that he's brought in and, and, you know, you're thankful for him. But Connor Tracy, how serviceable was he going to be in the next 10 years? Yeah. You know, uh, he's brought in some, you know, Mawini Harati. There was not a lot of in-demand for him. Bryson we Goodwin. Have, we haven't paid him much. Bryson Goodwin is another. Nana um, McDonald, absolute bust for Yeah, me. Royce Hunt. Turned out to be a pretty yep. handy player. He brought in Aiden Tolman because we needed him. Yep. And that was a bomber signing. Um, he's extended Toby Rudolph, but only for a year. I didn't understand that. Talakai only got extended for a year. Like, I don't know. And, and I don't really know if I trust Morris now, even if he was to be our coach going forward. I don't even know if I trust him in retention-wise because he's the kind of player that probably would turn around and go... I'm going to bow to Josh Dugan's demands and pay him half a million dollars because he's taken a $400,000 pay cut. Like, I just don't think that he's got that C-nut factor about him that someone like Fitzgibbon, who has been there under a hard coach, who doesn't take any shit from anyone. Like, have a look at the minute Latrell Mitchell turned around and said, I want to test the market. He was gone. Yeah, fucking see you later. Going back to that, the perception is that Morris is the player's mate. Yeah. Which, you know, is, isn't always... It's not a negative thing by any stretch, but he played with a lot of them, and there's a definite mateship there. The players that have come out in support of him are the players that either played with him or have been very close with him since the start. You know, again, you don't want to be distant with your players, but Fitzgibbon can come in and do you can sell one half a million, and Fitzgibbon's going to say, I don't know you anything. Yeah. You know, you, you're not worth that. And for the record, I don't think he is. That's why we've been linked with Will Chambers, who you know is, is a fix-it, but that's okay. We've got, we got to get through this season and next. Fitzgibbon brings a new opinion in. Now, if he looks and says to Chad Townsend, you're our option for two years, okay. But, well, not okay, fuck it. If but Fitzgibbon comes in and says, something. Chad, you're my halfback for the next two years, I want him sacked. He's, he's Let's not, go and get Serraldo. He's not going to say that. <laughs> I, I can't see it. I'm hoping, it is going to sound like a dick move, but I don't, I don't fucking care anymore, that Chad says, okay, you sack my mate, I'm going elsewhere. No one's going to fucking take him. The Cowboys are the only team that he can make. And judging by that game earlier, unless Clifford, you know, I, there's talk of him backflipping, I don't think that's going to happen. He, he ain't going to backflip. Ben Hampton looked all right, I think. Ben Hampton looked great. <laughs> and that's, that's laughable. But Scott Drinkwater looked like a fucking superstar tonight. And I'll tell you what, if it came down to Drinkwater or Chad, I'm, I'm taking Scotty every day of the week. Yeah. Uh, I don't, that that he is a handbrake. He and and the game's just gone. The speed of the game now, you don't need a Chad Townsend, and the guy can't kick past his shadow. He can't. And Moylan's not the answer. But for the record, it, look, put it this way: if Johnson comes back in two or three weeks and he drops Kennedy, I want him sacked then. Yeah. Then. Yeah. If he drops Moylan back to fourteen and drops Connor Tracy, I want him sacked there and there. Because they've been two out-and-out superstars for us. Kennedy's having the fucking season of his life. Pretty much since the day I said that I want Nico Hines come play fullback, 
Kennedy thought, fuck you and stuck it up me. And I'm so happy for him because we were trumpeting this guy before anyone else had heard about him. So if he's dropped and Moylan goes to fullback, I will go down there and drag him out myself. This is gonna like that's gonna be a big test for Bomber as to what he's gonna do going forward. And we know that the obvious answer before Kennedy found this patch of form would have been Kennedy would have been the odd man out. Absolutely. Kennedy's the best of them now. He's been our best player in four of the we, five games. Yeah, we can't drop him. There is no way that you can look at this team and drop Will Kennedy, yet he is probably the player that Bomber is gonna send back to the Jets. Yeah, which would be absolutely atrocious. I feel like they may move Moylan back to 14, to 14 but I, that offers nothing. No. Moylan no. is a ball player. He can't come on and play lock. It's just, it's not the same. Now, reading into uh, some some conversations that have happened tonight, but Sean Johnson was on a Fox League show and said it would be really disappointing if Bomber was not there next year. That is really disappointing from Sean Johnson because he doesn't know what's happening at the moment. He doesn't know the conversations that are happening with Fitzgibbon, and we haven't had the chance to have that conversation with him. You don't want the players coming out now. Like, fair enough. If you feel that, address it with the club behind closed doors. Don't go on television and do it. No, keep it to yourself. And 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 it like that that honestly could cost Johnson a guaranteed contract. Fitzgibbon might come in and say, "Fuck you." Yeah, he's got every right. And I'm at the point that I love Sean Johnson, and we have to resign him. Yeah. That him and Reynolds is the way, the, the ultimate, you know, or maybe Drinkwater and, and Johnson. And Who knows? Drinkwater and Reynolds. Or Reynolds. Be, yeah. Any two of those three would be fantastic. But for him to come out and say that, Fitzgibbon would have seen that 100%. Yeah. And you know what he's probably saying now? Eh, you played pretty well last year, but the year before you were fucking atrocious. Yeah. You know, you got some try assists against some shit teams, but how many good games against top quality teams did you play last year? I can only think of one or two. And the other thing as well is that Sean Johnson's asking price is apparently two years, 800000 a year. That's only a $100,000 pay cut for a guy who's in his 30s with an Achilles injury. You're going to have to drop that price back a lot and probably shut your fucking mouth for a while. That's it. And like, again, I love Johnson. I love Johnson. He's my favorite player at the moment. He's fantastic. But apart from the Cowboys, it's not like teams are lining up or they would have offered him big money by now and he would have signed away because he said he wanted this done pre-season. So he's uh, in there. He's, yeah, he's got to watch what he says. I think the thing with Johnson is that, yes, he wants to get it done quickly, but he's at the point of his career where he needs a premiership. Yeah, he does. He, he does need a premiership. Now, the obvious solution to that was if Jerome Hughes had taken the money, he was going to Melbourne. Yes. 100% he would have gone to Melbourne. The Roosters don't need him. No, well, they got Kiri and they found this young gun. Yeah, so, so the, the, the Roosters don't need him. The Rabbitohs might need him if they lose uh, Reynolds. Yeah. yeah. But Sean's going to be pretty careful because as quickly as this situation is mounting now, with a new coach, with money, and they're going to back his decisions as well, and don't forget Darren Mooney's a master negotiator, we could pretty well find ourselves in a premiership window again with some smart signings, and he could be a part of that, but he could just as easily fall out and end up at the Cowboys playing no finals and being like you were at the Warriors. If he, I mean, it's, yeah, 100%. This, all, the Sharks have to say to the players, shut up. Yeah. If I, anyone wants you for their podcast and stuff, not this week. Just, yeah. just shut up until it's done. I think the only person who handed this handled this discussion correctly in the media was Aaron Woods, who said, I don't like the uncertainty. I went through it at the Tigers, and it's not a good feeling. But he didn't come out and say, we must re-sign Bomber, and it's going to hurt if he's not here. He just, he just said, this is what I went through in 2017, yeah. and it's not good. You need to get it sorted. Well, we're getting it sorted now, Woodsy, and hopefully that's going to have a new deal for you because you're in pretty good form. And you did the right thing responding to the media. 
I think Wade's been good too. I haven't I haven't heard him and he obviously he's a captain and a big voice in what's going on. But when he's not concussed, I think he's got to be the man we put front and centre to handle the interviews. Look, hopefully tomorrow morning they say, hey, it's done. Fitzgibbon signs on. Sharks.com.au sends it. We retweet it. We'll celebrate. We don't have to worry about this shit going in the next week. But while it's not confirmed, just just relax. Just leave your Twitter off for a couple of days, boys. Just relax. Yeah, the best thing that the Sharks could do at the moment is put a media ban. Absolutely. And until, until we've put out our press statement that John it's Morris done. will not be our coach next year, Craig Fitzgibbon will be our coach next year, we have to go to the players and turn around and go, you're causing more harm than good, not only for us, but for yourself. And now you're giving a channel to a germ like Buzz Rothfield to stick his, because he's done it. There's an article out now about how poorly we're treating Morris and how the players love him. There's not that many players that love John Morris, but there are some. We've just got to keep it quiet. Absolutely. None of that negativity needs to get out. This is an opportunity for us to bring in a new coach, and the rumours are that Bellamy likes Fitzgibbon and doesn't like Morris. That's a plus. There's rumours that Cameron Serrato may end up with us as assistant coach. That's a huge plus because he and Fitzgibbon are far better than what we got now. I can't even name our assistant coaches. Josh Hanna. Like, guy me a gorilla great, Josh Hannay. What's that say? Well, Anyone, what, one of 11 games at the Cowboys last year? And and the year before, we had Craig Sandicott. Any he, he was fucking rubbish. He's gone to the Bulldogs and made them far worse. He was... It, Craig Sandicott last year was our defensive coach, and he's gone to the Dogs to be their attacking coach. Last year, we couldn't defend. This year, <laughs> the Dogs can't score fucking points. How is this guy getting a job? There you go. You bring Serrato and Fitzgibbon in. You sign Bellamy... And hello. Even without Bellamy, though, this is a far big... It's a move in the right direction. Yeah, there's there's a lot of other things as well that are stewing away and bubbling in the background. And sometimes you and I are privy to that information. We won't drop it on here now, but there's other names. There's other assistant coaches that could be coming. There's other strength and conditioning. There's rumours that players from the Roosters that are off contract have already said, hey, I wouldn't mind following Fitzgibbon just to see what his... Um, coaching is actually going to be like because he's pretty involved with the forwards um i think we need a facelift in the forwards too i think it, you know if the fafita money comes up there's a couple of players off contract yeah I, i've gone off marty to power yeah me uh, too he's been a tro the last two weeks i've been really watching him yeah. since the link whatever we offered him i'd pull it and go let's leave it a couple of weeks yeah marty to power for mine would be like if he gets his release from manly at the end of the year and manly going to chip in some cash Maybe you sign him on a one-year deal, but I've gone off him. Oh, you don't need him and Tolman. And Tolman's a far better defender. I think he fits the need now. I'd be looking at a younger, more dynamic forward for sure. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, I love Raiden hamlin Newelli, but this year yeah. he's, he's offered very, very little. I mean, Aaron Woods has been our best prop. Yeah, he has. And Toby Rudolph has probably played prop the last few weeks after all the injuries, although he... Yeah, Ru- Rudolph's been our best forward. But in terms of being an actual prop who is playing the prop spot properly for us, it's been Woods. Yeah, Woods, because Ueli's not that much. And Tolman's been solid. Tolman has been exactly what we need him to be. And he's probably lived up to more of the expectations that I had for him. Um, and he's one as well. If he's going to be cheap, I'd be keeping him around. Absolutely. But Fitzgibbon can say to a bloke who's off contract that the Roosters say, hey, you know, Cronulla's pretty cool. Yeah. We've got some money. Got some spots coming up because, you know... Change your coaching direction. Mm-hmm. And I love it. But I, I really think that we need to get this done. Hopefully, by the time this comes out, 
The press release is and, out and it's done. And the pedigree of Fitzgibbon as well, as you have to have a look, his dad was the coach of our first minor premiership winning team. We should have won the comp in 88. He looks so much like his dad. <laughs> he does. That photo, that photo was, today described, was like, just without the hair. <laughs> yeah, that's it. This could be the first father-son. Yeah, I can't think of another one. That's that's pretty incredible. And I mean, I mean, that's not a huge thing by any stretch, but it's pretty cool. It is. It's like, it, And I mean, it's just, again, it's just, he is, you, you, you talk about it. Who are the next up-and-coming coaches? And the names that always get mentioned are Serrato, Fitzgibbon, Jason Riles. Now, Jason Riles has gone to get his more experience overseas in England. He's gone to be over there with some family. He's under Eddie Jones in Rugby Union. He's going to come back and probably be the Storm coach, right? We're getting arguably the best of the next crop of coaches coming through. And if we bring Serrato across, we've got two of the three. Yeah. There, there's no negativity here. That That's the way I look at this. The way we're going, there's not a grave outlook. It's not bad compared to the Tigers and the Bulldogs, etc. But, I mean, you don't want to fucking rely on that. You want to be looking positive, and I think Fitzgibbon comes in, he signs a big-name player, and suddenly the outlook is far different. And the other thing as well is now, as Fitzgibbon is not a full-time head coach, this is the other advantage that he has. Fitzgibbon is not a full-time head coach. So he's going to have more free time at the moment to look over this Cronulla roster and ring up the directors and go, hey, sign this guy, let me have a chat with him. This guy here, if he wants to leave, he can go. You know what? The Roosters are playing on a Friday night, Newtown are playing on a Sunday. Fitzgibbon can get down there and cast his eye over it. Obviously, he's not going to be able to come to some training sessions, but the, the thing that you all look at is the games mm-hmm. and the scouting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, just, it just makes so much sense. It makes all the sense, and I try to do a pros and cons. There's a lot of pros and cons for keeping Morris, yeah. but I can't see a single con for Fitzgibbon coaching. The only con that people have got for Fitzgibbon is he hasn't coached the game. Well, Bellamy hadn't coached the game, and at one point in his life, Wayne Bennett hadn't coached the game. <laughs> I mean, at one point in his game, fucking Jack Gibson hadn't coached the game. Tim Sheens hadn't coached the game. Phil Gould hadn't coached the game. Now's the time. Yeah. The, the next eight weeks is so important for us with all the signings, re-signings. You know, everything's on the line here. Hopefully we're back at Shark Park next year, which is another plus. Don't know if that's going to happen just quietly, but, you know, that's another plus. Can you imagine, welcome Coach Craig Fitzgibbon and Ryan Pappenhausen's running out for the Sharks. Compared to, hey, Bomber Morris and, you know, Chad Townsend. The club needs to change, and I'm glad it's happening. And I mean, the other thing is, well, if Chad Townsend's walked into the club and gone, I'm not picking up my option unless Bomber's the coach next year, this makes even more fucking sense. Fucking see ya. <laughs> Bomber, you're gone now. I, I just want to, you know, just take a moment to address everyone. Get out there and buy as much of that Cronulla beer as you can. Tastes like fucking rancid piss. But if it gets Chad out of my side, I'll fucking buy shares tomorrow. Fuck, I hate him too. Yeah, I hate him. There's, there's not a part of There's me nothing that, redeeming about that prick. No, there's not a part of me that like... And his pictures he's putting up on social media start to shit me. Oh, that, that pouty fucking... I can go for 20 minutes here. I well, we've got another 20 minutes. Let's do it. No, let, let, let's talk about the pros that Fitzgibbon has. And obviously, we're talking about his pedigree. His dad's been a, a class coach. He's aerodynamic. Yeah, he's, his dad actually played for us as well. So there was some link to it. I'm pretty sure he was a Steelers fan as a kid, so he wasn't a Dragons fan, which is another tick in my book. Huge plus. Never played for the Tigers either. Yeah, he was a fantastic player. And we we keep talking about the pedigree under under Trent Robinson. And yes, Morris served an apprenticeship under Shane Flanagan. 
who at the end of the day was a cheating <laughs> scumbag. It wasn't much, was it? <laughs> hey, look, another you thing. Won us a premiership, though, so it, thanks, it, Shane. I love him. How, how funny. Um, a big plus for me is Fitzgibbon can kick. When's the last time we had a good kicker? And don't don't tell me Johnson because he missed some fucking shockers the year before last. But Luke Cavell. I mean, take the Raiders game out of it this year, and Chad's actually hitting them pretty sweetly. He is, but when it matters, he either kicks none from seven or seven from seven. So, but look, I, there's no negatives here for Fitzgibbon, and I think a lot of the people in the Facebooks, the Twitters, etc., like Morris, which is more than their prerogative, but they're not looking at his coaching ability. Yeah, and you know the the pros of Morris staying on with Morris is yes, he's got that junior development. But for mine is if we re-sign him for twelve months, we probably lose Fitzgibbon to someone along the way. If you re-sign him for only twelve months, you're saying that you don't have any faith in him. We do this again in yeah. twelve months time. You're then. delaying the inevitable of him actually leaving. There's more uncertainty. The players that are thinking about staying probably only want to sign for a year, so they're off contract again, and you have to renegotiate with them. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, look, for mine, if you keep John Morris as well, you're staying at the same... You look, I'm going to say this now, and, and I don't want this to come across in a bad way, but we're not even being linked with someone like Adam Reynolds, and we're probably the club that can pay him the most money at the moment. Yeah, we've got a half Because we're not going to get that conversation with these types of players. But with someone of the pedigree, and if we can bring in all these assistant coaches and we can start you know, promoting his name... and. You like you only need to listen to the people who talk about the game on how highly they speak of Craig Fitzgibbon. We're going to get these conversations with players. Absolutely, there's nothing negative and, here. And we're walking into now in 2022. We will be back at Shark Park. It sounds like, but we won't have access to the Peter Burns stand. In 2023, we're going to have a fully fitted, you know, new part to our stadium. We're going to have a brand new shining leagues club. We're going to have financial security. This is the time now for Cronulla to legitimately become a powerhouse. And I just don't think John Morris is the face of that powerhouse. It's not. And even if we make the top four this year, Morris isn't the answer. And we're not making the top four. We'll be flat out making the top eight. I just... When it comes down to it, we're very average. We win some games, we lose some games. That That's really, really good. But I want another premiership. I do want another premiership, and I think that our window opens more quickly with Craig Fitzgibbon than John Morris. Yeah, it's definitely it's firmly shut at the moment, mm-hmm. despite our pretty decent number six. Yeah, I think it's time to move forward, and I think I commend the Sharks, which I don't do very often, but I commend them if this happens. Yeah, so like the thing now is, and we need to wrap this up now, but if it is done... We need to have this conversation with Morris very quickly. Thank you for your service. You can see the year out. Please see the year out. Unless we can get Fitzgibbon now. I don't think we can. No, I can't see the But losses. keep being professional. Keep getting the boys up for it. If you want to stay, we'll find you a job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think he's earned that, 100%. 100% he's earned that. Um, if you don't want to stay, obviously, no hard feelings. We've probably treated you like like shit but how do we how do we mend this relationship but it needs to happen quickly like we can't go into another weekend of footy still having these conversations still having breaking headlines oh Craig Fitzgibbon has now told his mum that he's going to Cronulla but we haven't told John Morris what the fuck's going on get it done get it sorted have the announcement out put it on sharks.com trumpet is the best thing that's going 
and let's move on. I want it done before this hits the air. That's not going to happen because we're going to put it up in about 15 minutes, but I'll, I'll, I want it done by kickoff Thursday night. Uh, absolutely. Next round is too long. We, we can't go into Friday's game still not knowing what's happening. It needs, like, the news needs to break tomorrow that we have signed him. You need three days for the players to get over it. The ones that are still crying, well, you're not here next year. Bang, let's go. Next year. It's all about next year now. How about more? Fuck Chad Townsend.